My name is Christy Duff, and I have a passion for the Word of God. I've seen the way that a daily dose of the one-year Bible has changed my life, and I know that it can change, affect, and impact every day we live. Well, hello, and I say honestly that I hope your day is going better than mine. because my day has been a little bit wild. And it all started this morning when Jason and I were sitting downstairs together, drinking coffee and reading our Bibles. And he said, do you smell something really bad? And I had just been thinking that something smelled bad. And honestly, I was kind of wondering if it was him. But we went on the hunt together for whatever it was that smelled bad. And we opened the fridge and the trash and all the normal places where things could go bad. And suddenly I thought, well, I wonder if it's a crock pot. And as I took the lid off, the entire kitchen was instantly filled with the most putrid, just rank smell I think possibly I've ever smelled. And I make my own dog food obviously not my own, but for our dog, but it's all natural ingredients. And I make the same recipe and I always make it in the crock pot. But this time something had gone so terribly wrong. I have no idea what it was. And so we threw that whole crock pot of dog food out and I still couldn't get the smell out of the house. I have been lighting candles all day. I've had the windows open. I've washed all the dishes, the crock pot, four times, just trying to get the smell out. And as soon as my kids woke up, they came downstairs and both of them each individually said, what is that smell? Because it smells so bad. And I was thinking about that as I was finishing up the one-year Bible this morning with a very fragrant candle lit right next to me so that I could try to focus on God's word instead of the smell that was permeating the house. And I was thinking about so many situations that can get so stinky in our lives, right? That even if we get rid of the actual source, the smell is just still kind of lingering. It's still kind of there. And thinking about that in Matthew, because Jesus has been dealing the last few days with a lot of stinky situations. He's talked about confrontation. He's talking about how many times to forgive people. He's talking with the Pharisees about divorce and when it's okay and when it's not. The disciples are shooing children away because I don't know, maybe they were stinky and the disciples didn't want to deal with them. And so they're trying to get the kids to go away. And then he's talking about people who are complaining, the ones who got brought into the field for a certain amount of money to work, but then they were mad because the other people didn't work as long as they did. And how come they got paid the same? Jesus is dealing with stinky situations because life breeds stinky situations. No matter how careful we try to be, no matter how cautious we are, no matter how neat and tidy, we still deal with stinky situations because we're humans and we're humans dealing with other humans and we stink and they stink and that breeds stink. 
And so I was thinking about this as I was smelling stink this morning. And what I love about this is that over and over in the Gospels, Jesus takes time to tell whatever crowd it is who's gathered around him to hear what he has to say. He starts stories by saying, the kingdom of heaven is like this. And then he goes on to tell multiple different stories of what the kingdom of heaven is like. And I was thinking about this this morning as I was trying not to smell the stink and as I was trying to hear what Jesus said. And he's talking about leaders and rulers who lord it over each other and hold their positions high and everything that that he was dealing with, with the mom coming to him and saying, you know, James and John should sit at your right hand and asking what she didn't understand. And he's dealing with all of these stinky moments. And yet in those stinky moments, he keeps focusing his followers' eyes back on the kingdom of heaven. Because there's nothing that airs out our stink like eyes fixed on the kingdom of heaven. Maybe it's ourselves who are making a stink. Maybe we're the ones who are complaining and comparing and looking it over what those people get compared to what we get. Or maybe it's us who want the position and want the power without understanding the pain that often comes with the position and the power. Or maybe it's us who want to lord over others or who are angry at each other or who are having a hard time forgiving, whatever it might be, whether it's us creating the stink or whether somebody else is creating a stink in us, there's nothing that gets rid of the stink like an eye, a heart, a mind that is focused on the kingdom of of heaven. This is what Psalm 25 said today as well when the psalmist writes, my eyes are ever on the Lord. And he's in a difficult time if you read the whole psalm, but he says a few beautiful things in there. He says, if there's any man who fears the Lord, he shall be shown the path that he should choose. And later he says, the Lord confides his purposes to those who fear him. The psalmist is saying what we know, that life stinks sometimes, but that if we will choose to keep our eyes on the Lord, if we will choose to keep our mind fearing God, then we'll know the path. We'll find what is stinky or we'll know how to clean it or we'll find what airs it out. And the Lord confides his purposes to those who fear him. There is nothing so beautiful as being in the middle of a stinky situation and yet choosing to let our hearts and our minds and our eyes dwell on worshiping God, on heaven, on our coming home, on our coming destiny, on our coming reality, to sit before God to hear him whisper his purposes, to hear him whisper his plans to us. That will air out stink in a moment. Worship gets rid of stink, doesn't it? I wish that there was some kind of candle that was a worship candle that could get rid of 
actual stink. But praise God for the worship that gets rid of soul stink. Praise God for worship that gets rid of fear. Praise God for worship that gets our mind off comparison. Praise God for worship that gets our mind off of our current reality and sets our hearts instead onto our spiritual reality, onto our spiritual home. You know, I think we see Moses dealing with this a lot, right? He's going back to Pharaoh and Pharaoh is just kind of trying to yank his chain like a puppet and just, okay, you can go. Oh, no, you can't go. Okay, you can go. No, you can't go. Okay, I've sinned. No, I didn't sin. Okay, go to God and pray. Okay, but no, you still can't go. And I just imagine that Moses, ah, that would be so stinky. It would be so stinky to deal with someone like Pharaoh. And yet time and time again, we see that Moses goes to the Lord for the plan. And then God gives them a plan. God gives Moses words and he sends him right back to the source of the stink. He sends him right back to Pharaoh. And so Moses comes before Pharaoh and he says, this is what God says. And precious ones, there will be stinky people in our lives. And there will be stinky situations in our lives. But we can have the confidence that when we go to God, that God will encourage us, that he'll pick us up, that he'll dust us off, that he'll give us a great big hug and he'll send us right back out into the place that we need to be in because God uses us. You know, he gave me a picture as I was praying today of me spinning plates and feeling like everything depends on me and I can't hold it all together and I can't keep it all together and I can't do everything. And I know probably everybody listening to this feels like that, right? We all do. And yet I felt like he gave me a picture of him just grabbing me and bringing me in close for a hug and all my plates fell. But he said, it's not your job to clean it all up. It's just your job to hug me. And precious ones, I know that we can feel like everything stinks and everything's depending on us and everything's chaotic. But we find all that we need in the presence of God. We find all that we need to continue. We find all that we need to clean things. We find all that we need to continue to be the vessels that God wants to use. You know, every time Moses raised his staff and the lice would come or the flies would come or the frogs would come or they would all leave, the power wasn't in the staff. It was just a picture of us being those vessels in the hands of God that God uses in his power to bring about his plans that he had all along. And that's what we get to be. Everything doesn't depend on us and it's not up to us to fix everything. We can't correct everyone. We can't change everyone's attitude. We can't change and fix and clean every source of stink. We can only be responsible for our own. And even that we can't be responsible for. We can just bring it to Jesus and say, Jesus, I stink. Help me. (laughs) Save my family. Save my friends. I stink. But we can't fix everybody. 
It's just up to us to come into the presence of God, to fix our eyes on his kingdom, to fix our hearts on worshiping him, to draw our ears close to him, and then trust that he will bring about the change that he's looking for. You know, Moses never had to worry that God's people weren't going to get let go because he had the promise of God that his people would get let go. That doesn't make sense at all. Would get let go of, oh my goodness, welcome to my podcast. I have no idea what I'm saying. (laughs) Moses could trust God that his people would be free because God had said that they would be free. And, you know, I was thinking about this today, reading about the locust in Exodus um, chapter 10. And it said that God brought a locust by a roaring wind from the east. And, you know, that roaring wind, it seemed to bring destruction and chaos and calamity. And maybe you're feeling a roaring wind of stink in your life and a roaring wind of chaos and calamity and destruction. But even though it seemed like it was destroying everything, God had a plan even in that. God had a plan to grab a hold of hearts, to grab attention, to free his people even in what seemed like a roaring wind of chaos. But I love that when when Pharaoh asks Moses to pray for the locust to leave, and Moses does, it says that the Lord changed the wind into a westerly gale, which carried the locust away and swept them into the Red Sea. See, all we have to know is that our God is in control of the wind. That when the wind roars and seems to bring destruction, that God is still in charge. And if we lift our eyes to him, if we draw our ears close to his mouth, we'll hear all the confidence-building words that we need to make it through. And that when we pray, God can send a wind to take the destruction away to take the stink away. Don't forget, we serve the God where the disciples said, who is this? That even the wind and the waves obey him. We serve the God who sent the rushing wind of the spirit to anoint the disciples when they needed it most. So precious ones, I don't know what stinks in your life today. But I do know that we have a God who can cleanse the stink. We have a God who can cleanse the smell and cleanse the chaos, no matter who's causing it, whether it's us or someone else. That the kingdom of heaven, when focused on, is all we need. That our eyes ever on the Lord reminds us that there's a day coming when nothing will stink any longer. And so for now, I have to go make more dog food and probably light another candle. (laughs) And I don't know what you have to do for the rest of the day. But I pray that our eyes would ever be fixed on our rushing, roaring, beautifully fragrant wind who gives us all that we need. God bless you. 
Thanks for listening and tuning in to the Growing in the Sun podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe, and I'll see you here next time. Let your words burn deep in my heart.